close encounters of the third kind, actual contact. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. All I gotta do is look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? yeah! The Sasquatch was approximately eight to ten feet tall. It looked very human-like, but it definitely wasn't a human. After seven years of research, I am more convinced than ever that the creature known as Nessie is a real, living animal. Others find it hard to believe and have come up with their own theories and explanations. Could be a crackhead that got hold to the wrong stuff. Welcome to Mysteriousnesses, we episode back. 21. Yeah, buddy. We're yeah. back. Sorry for the long ops, uh, absence. I am John Jay, and with me as always, the Lances, Lauren and Mike, and uh, Jared Walker is around here someplace. The ghost nope. of Jared Walker. I was raptured during the eclipse. Uh, uh, the hurricane brought me back to life. Yeah, we uh, we had an eclipse. We talked about it on the last episode. We did see the eclipse. I did look at the eclipse, but inadvertently. John's you know? blind now. I didn't meet. Yeah, Just I'm, an update. No, I mean, everybody, I'm face blind. Everybody just has like a circular black spot over their face. So a question I, mark. I prefer it, honestly. It's I, nice. I think it's good. I don't have to look at yeah. uh, all these people. We also had a hurricane, and we survived that. Uh, Lauren did, in fact, believe sharks were inside of the hurricane. They were she inside did. the hurricane. No, they weren't. Sharkane. I looked it up. Shark. You had shark to look that hurricane. up, Jared? <laughs> no, uh, Lauren, Lauren professed profusely. That it was true. Was she true. saw it from a reputable site. I saw the picture. And I said, I saw that picture too, Lauren, and that was fake. Nope. And she said, no. The hurricane I also saw it at a different place in a different picture. Shark also hurricane. briefly channeled the spirit of Harambe. Did you see that? I did see that. That was good. I'm, I'm glad uh, we're all safe true. from the hurricane. Uh, I mean, there's been another hurricane now, and now more people are unsafe. But yeah, it's let's Puerto just, Rico, uh, but not here. Let's just hope it's not global warming and it's just God punishing people for abortions. Let's just oh, hope it's that. God. Well, I mean, I mean, I like I, I'd like to come at this from a scientific perspective, and I think there's a fifty-fifty shot. Well, that's what my grandmother keeps telling me, so she's never wrong, right? Yeah, she's yeah. never been wrong. Well, uh, we're going to be dead they, in a couple they, days anyway. Well, so. this is going to get political now, but like, yeah, we don't have to go into yeah, the political let's, stuff. Let's not do that. Um, we got a great show for you. We are uh, uh, talking about werewolves today in our feature segment because uh, it's getting close. It's getting close to Halloween, and so Halloween. I think we should do some Halloween-themed episodes. We also uh, we also have some very spoopy treats coming up, and we as we get closer to Halloween. Right now, Lots let's go into corn. science news. Eight months on Mars. Done. Air quotes when I say Mars. That's uh, how long it takes to make a baby on Mars. It's uh, one month early. Is it one month early? Yep. Are you sure? I know this. Did you read it from the same site as the shark cocaine? Well, it's because uh, each month is a month and a half. Yep. Oh, okay, well, that's good. I did it uh, once. Then, uh, uh, Mock Mars crew emerges from Dome in Hawaii after eight months of isolation. Good for them. After spending eight months simulating life on Mars on the slopes of Moana Lo Volcano, six astronauts, also air quotes, that's emerged rude. from their Hawaiian yeah, habitat on Sunday, September 17th. Well, I don't know. Are you an astronaut if you haven't yet gone to space? No, if you're training to be a fucking astronaut and you've been spending eight months on some stro- slopes of some stupid-ass volcano... No, that's just Hawaii. That's like Big Brother Hawaii. But they didn't... I mean, no, that, that's that's a valid point. I mean, are you a sailor if you've never stepped foot on a ship? 
Yeah, you're yeah, not. If you, when, when you're in Marine Corps boot camp, you are not a Marine. You are a this, recruit. All right, check it out. What if they stuck these guys your are just ass, recruits? All right, check it yeah, out. But you're what a if, sailor if you hang out in gay bars for at least four days out of the week. That's true. But what that's if a they, no, no, they, the, that's what the lisp is. That's the air quote. Oh, yeah. no. If they stuck sailor. your check it out. If they stuck your ass in a sailor. pool for eight months, and they're like. You're in a pool, obviously, but you're practicing and you're stuck there for eight months and can't do jack shit else. You're a fucking sailor. You don't need no, no astronaut. No, sailors not about swimming. Pools. No, yes. yeah, they're, sa- they're I didn't sailors. Say they were swimming? Are they on, like, a okay, why are we talking about sailors well, right now? We're talking about these air, air quotes astronauts. piss me off. <laughs> these people are no not space heroes yet. Not until they die on Mars, whenever they go to that. Uh, this concluded the fifth mock Mars mission of the NASA-funded High Seas Program, Hawaii Space Ooh, Exploration Analog and Simulation, operated by the University of Hawaii. Uh, this research project studies how groups of interplanetary travelers would work together on long-term missions while in cramped quarters. See, Lauren, these guys had to do it five times. They're barely astronauts. Yeah. During the mission, four men and two women lived in isolation from the rest of the planet Earth and could eat... Only shelf-stable foods and occasionally lab-grown vegetables while communicating with the outside world. They had to deal with uh, the 20-minute delay that astronauts on Mars would experience as well. And any time they went outside, they had to put on their spacesuits. Were there alien attacks Oh, so they got to go outside, too? Yeah, see? And they got to use their food stamps to buy steak and lobster. What's what's a a shelf-stable food? Like... Like MREs, yeah. like the stuff that you would actually eat if you were stuck on a spaceship for eight months. Uh, spaghetti. So like goop. Spaghetti. Yeah, I mean, dried ice cream. Because they, they eat, by they chef eat stuff in tubes and astronaut ice cream, of course. Yeah, well, I guess if you're on the surface of Mars, you don't have to eat the goop then. Then you can, you know, switch to like cricket MREs. protein. Yeah. Uh, while high sea studies the more technical and practical tropical aspects punch is the best of living on Mars. A large part of the investigation is to see how a group of people live together in isolation with little or no privacy. Reality TV has been doing that forever. Oh, no. I did. I I chuckled at it. This is shitty, though, right? So you're going to stick six people alone for eight months, only two girls. And look at it. The black guy ended up going crazy. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) There There was was no black guy. Yeah. Which is kind of shitty. (laughs) <laughs> Not according to Alex Jones. The deep state cut him out of the photo. Uh, <laughs> really? Long-term okay. space travel is absolutely possible. Laura Lark, IT specialist for the High Seas 5, said in a video, there are certainly technological challenges to overcome. There are certainly humor f- human factors to be figured out. That's part of what High Seas is for. But Slime I think that overcoming those too. challenges is just a matter of effort. We are absolutely capable of it. After the crew emerged from the High Seas Dome at 9 uh, Eastern... Demented time. They felt the sun and wind on their faces and ate fresh tropical papaya, pineapple, and bananas <laughs> with friends and family. Oh, wow. My advice to Mission 6 is say yes. High Seas uh, 5 Health and Performance Officer Brian Ramos said in the video, if you have an opportunity, whether it's filming or learning a new science skill or flying the drone, going out to a lava tube, whatever it is, say yes. Take leadership on things. Honestly, you can come out here... Out of here in eight months, learning a ton of new stuff. You will be the leader in the pit. So this Wait, is like so the official these... line coming coming uh, from these guys, but I bet some crazy shit happened with these people stuck in this these this oh cramped God. little thing. The, the smell alone. The I've smell. seen Biodome with Polly Shore and one of the Baldwins, and so I know. Also, what sort of weird sex shit went down? You know it had to. What with the so? one with the one woman? No, there's two. There's, there's two. two. One's Ugh. just ugly. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so with the one woman. Oh, come on. Oh yeah, they scissored. I 
You know what? I, I bet, I bet they had some of them had to have banged, right? They all banged. Yeah, it's eight months. It's there, eight fucking months. There was Literally. butt dirt going into them tubes. Oh man, you can never get fully clean. I bet there either. was some fun group. Uh, I, I so I looked up uh, shelf stable foods, and the examples they gave us were MREs, like you said. Okay. Uh, Freeze dried eggs, spaghetti, and a big old bottle of ranch, raviolis, ranch, ranch dressing, yeah, really? ranch dressing. 150 days, last on the shelf. Oh, really? Shit. Okay. Yeah. So so that's all they ate in there was uh, freeze dried eggs, MREs, and ranch dressing. Well, Check I mean, ran- wow. I think ranch dressing uh, could definitely do wonders for an MRE, for sure. Well, it does wonders for everything. Yeah, it's pretty good. So, good on its own. So if you're traveling to Mars, uh, know that you can you can have a bo- bottle of ranch. It's not a problem. Yeah. And if you can have ranch, you can have sriracha, or even possibly sriracha ranch. Yeah, that wasn't listed in the examples. I'm just saying it's no, possible. No, that sriracha shit lasts for longer than 100. I've that, that stuff's been out of the Chinese place for at least seven years, and it's still fine. All right, moving on. Uh, did local Indian mounds save Tampa Bay from Irma's worst? Yes. So we talked about the hurricane. Uh, there is a theory, <laughs> a theory going around that uh, because or the reason that Tampa Bay hasn't suffered a direct hit from a hurricane since 1929, uh, well, and, and even then it wasn't that bad. Mm-hmm. So they're saying that, or people believe that the ancient Indian mounds from the indigenous Tokabaga tribe that lived in Pinellas County and Hillsborough County yep. before white people came. They say those are magic and they keep hurricanes away from us. Yeah. I've heard this before. You know what? Uh, I'll let you read this one, but this isn't the weirdest theory as to why we haven't had a hurricane. Oh, it's not. Okay. Yeah, it gets better. Uh, so, so yeah, the Tokabaga Boggins village capital was where Safety Harbor is today, but their mounds, both sacred and burial, are found from the Gandhi Bridge along the peninsula to the Gulf Coast. They either wanted to protect their lands or they wanted hurricanes to come here and punish us for Spaniards who arrived here in the 16th century. For anyone well, you can't have it both ways. If we're anyone, not getting uh, hit by a hurricane, then it's not. Then the mounds don't cause hurricanes. Also, I like to point out the like both sacred and burial. So some of those burial sites. Not very sacred. And Safety no, Harbor uh, is five minutes away from us, by the no, way. So, I mean, yes, yeah, we're right down on the road from Safety Harbor. Uh, you know, some of them, I guess, don't have bodies in them, is oh, what okay. they mean. I don't inject Yeah, shit, so they're so. sacred. What are the bodies? Are they just, like, roaming the earth? Yeah, no, I think they just built, like, they, so, they, they just built mounds for some reason that we don't know. Mm. Obviously, you know, the burial ones, it's like, it's kind of like ants in an ant farm. They build, mm. like, a burial mound. So they're hobbits. Yeah, they're like hobbits. Uh, I wasn't a believer before, but I am now, Farias said Tuesday as the sun shone over Tampa Bay. Thank goodness for the Tokaboggins is all I have to say. So, I don't know. I don't know if I'm buying this. I think we're just lucky, or it has something to do with the bay itself. I think it has something to do with the What's, what's the weirder theory? Okay, so the theory in Tarpon Springs is, is that the reason that we haven't had a hurricane affect us in 100 years is because of the epiphany that happens every year in Tarpon oh, Springs. Oh, yeah, yeah, I've heard And this. that's Ugh. what keeps us safe. That's not any weirder. I mean, it's right on the same level. It's weird to me just because... Like, uh, it's less weird and more par for the course for I, Greek people taking credit for fucking yeah, everything. I knew that the <laughs> Whoa, Greeks Jared. would just want to yeah. take credit for this shit. No, yeah, I, I, you know, I'm more inclined to give it to the Tokaboggins. Please. Me too. I like that better. Yeah, that's been going on a lot longer. Yeah, oh, so, Apollo saved us. So, you know what? I'm never preparing for a hurricane again now that I know this. Yeah, yeah it was a big waste of time, really. Yeah. I mean I, I mean, I try to tell you guys. Eat you shit. didn't tell us to try to eat anything. What, eat? What? 
What? Moving on, local man says he has found Bigfoot. This is another Florida story. Bay County, Florida, thought to... Uh, from Bay County, Florida, thought to be a legend or a myth at least, one local man says Bigfoot has been said to be spotted in the Panhandle. Southport resident Dustin Toadhoppy? Toadhoppy? Says he first encountered the creature back in 2009. Toadhope? Yeah, that is a weird Where's Bay County? Is that it's, it's, uh, it's up in the... Apalachicola natu- Natural Forest. Or that's National not too forest. far away, right? That's a big fucking so That's like forest. right where we went on vacation earlier in the year. That's true. Yeah, so apparently Bigfoot's up there. Uh, Toot Hoppy. Not, not a surprise. Says the, says the animal uh, looked like a cross between a gorilla and a bear. It was Bigfoot. They're pretty scary. They've got a muzzle and ears, and they will stand up or lay down, and on two feet it resembles a werewolf. Uh, yeah, dude, that nice. sounds like a fucking werewolf. Yeah, that doesn't sound like Bigfoot. That sounds yeah. like what we're talking about later, yeah. which is a werewolf. werewolf. It sounds like you got so lucky. we can look at this uh, video real quick. I'll try to skip forward here. Here we go. Let's take a look at this video. Oh, hold on. Let me uh, back it up a little bit. That guy looks like Elijah Wood. He kind of does oh, look like Elijah, Elijah Wood. That's a mean thing to say. So he's showing right now where he saw it. There is a video uh-huh. that you can see something running across. Here we go. Look at you see way in the background there. Oh, it's far off though. But that is definitely something. That's not a bear. That it's moving walks. fast. It's for one. It's moving fast, but it looks like its body movements are kind of slow. Yeah. So that that kind of well, it's long strides, which yeah, that adds Bigfoot like legitimacy. To for me is like look it doesn't look like it's yeah. it looks like it's moving very casually but it's crossing a lot of distance it's at yeah. once which is typical for bigfoot sightings is those yeah. very large yeah strides. so he's also uh he's also found like these tree breaks that looks like uh like it was like some sort of shelter could have been there before huh. here's the video again of that thing coming across He's cool. also found uh, what he believes are tools made out of uh, pieces of sticks, and he's got like a pretty big footprint right here that looks pretty convincing. Nice. Oh, that is a damn big footprint. Yeah, that is a big human-shaped footprint. So, if it was a werewolf, it'd probably be like a giant. Palm have claws we would see some claws. Shit. Yeah. You're lucky though; it's not a werewolf. So he's uh, releasing a book soon, so we're gonna have to be on the lookout for that. Maybe we can get him on the phone or something. Also, it was during the day when he saw it too, which makes me think not werewolf. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I bet werewolves can come out in the day; they just don't like to. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Movies say it's only when the moon is full, but the moon is full during the day too. That's true. I mean, it's it's still there. Yeah, yeah. you can wow, still see Jared. it. You just you broke just dropped my some mind. knowledge. Holy Thanks, Jared. Shit. Yeah. Science facts with Jared. <laughs> <laughs> so here's uh, some semi-cryptozoology uh, news. Uh, extinct tiger seen alive in Java. I still don't see the tiger in that picture. Uh, Mike has tiger blindness. In Java? We- what, did they upgrade their Java and saw an extinct ti- yeah. tiger? An intriguing photograph from Indonesia may show a species of tiger that was declared extinct decades ago, seemingly alive and well. The Javan tiger had roamed the island of Java until its population dwindled to the point that it was considered extinct by scientists in 1994 after an exhaustive survey of the island found no evidence for the creature. Much like the Tasmanian tiger, however, witnesses occasionally claim to have seen the lost big cat over the years, and now a new photo has some hoping that the creature's declared demise was premature. A park ranger taking an inventory of cattle at Yujong Kulan National Park in Java was stunned to see a tiger that he did not recognize as one of the animals found at the site. 
Fortunately, the quick-thinking witness managed to snap a photo of the monstrous feline as it prowled through a field. So this is uh, this lends a lot of credence to me because this is not just like a tourist or just a random person. This person this is a park ranger. Is a park ranger who works in in the park all the time. So he's going to immediately recognize a strange animal. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's argued because there are uh, uh, like leopards on this island. It they does kind of in, look like a leopard. Yeah, but, but it's you can clearly. Too. No, that's a You can clearly tiger. see stripes on its yeah. legs. Now, uh, leopards don't have stripes. Now, one theory is this could, uh, uh, they're saying it's a mixed breed. Oh. And that, I guess, maybe at one point there was still some tigers, but and they, they inter- with interbred with the, with the leopards. I think that's equally as cool, though. Yeah, I this think they new uh they breed of leopard tiger things. That that's cool. Yeah, I mean, either way, I think it just shows that when we think that something doesn't exist or something has gone extinct, it's uh what I've always said and that is shit is hard to find in the woods. Yep. It's real hard when you're in the woods to find shit, especially if it doesn't yep. want to be found. Yep. Yeah. So, this is just one example. This is a, this is a tiger which is not necessarily like trying to hide or anything, but that's just how hard it is to find shit in the woods. Yep. Uh, oh, that also leads me. Um, there's actually at at the same time there's actually been uh, some more uh, Tasmanian tiger sightings. Like there's a possible new video of one in Tasmania as recently as like last month. Oh wow! So that's another really big island with really dense forests where they think you know this uh, creature has been extinct for you know almost a hundred or I think a hundred years at this point. It was point. like 19, the early 1900s. Yeah, like the early 1900s when it went extinct. So it's like just at a hundred years, and there are people reporting seeing them and catching them on video. Uh, you guys can check out all this stuff in the show notes. Um, I'm glad I like cats. Me yeah, too. Cats are awesome. I mean, especially uh, especially uh, like the big jungle cats. Uh, there's been a record number of flying humanoid sightings over Chicago this get year. Get the fuck out. Yes. Get the fuck out. So Chicago has been having a... L- uh, is, it's a huge Mothman flap going on right now. If you're in Chicago and you're listening, get the fuck out. That's bad. That's so bad. There's probably going to be some sort of bio attack. <laughs> so this uh, reporter says, I think... I think we always knew deep down that if the Cubs won the World Series, there would be some irreparable shift <laughs> in the universe. But then we were so caught up in the excitement of flying the W flag and watching baseball in November that it kind of all got away from us. And then less than a week later, Donald Trump was elected president. <laughs> so, and now Mothman's here. So, Ever since, it's been one damn thing after another, including a giant fire. Yeah, so this, so, so this was written in August of, uh, so this is last month, August of 2017. As of the second week of August, 29 sightings of flying humanoids in Chicago. Mostly they've been observed hovering in the air, but one took a dramatic leap off the Sears Tower, and two more performed aerial maneuvers above the Alder Planetarium. Jesus! They flew figure eights around each other, a witness recounted. It looked like they were dancing in a strange sort of way. It was actually quite beautiful, considering how freaking strange it was. No shit. One of the sightings was reported by a police officer and confirmed by a self-described aspiring journalist, both of whom saw a tall, thin figure jump off an apartment building in Auburn Gresham and fly away. Hey, was this a, was the... So you got cops going like, yeah, I saw a dude jump off this apartment building and fly away. Didn't we uh, have a story a couple episodes ago about a gargoyle? Was that in Chicago? Um, 
I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't know. That was, the gargoyle was actually in St. Louis. Oh, ah. okay. But that is still a it's flying close. humanoid. That's yeah. kind of, I mean, it's kind of close to there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lon Strickler, who has been investigating flying humanoids since the late 1970s and has, been, and has been keeping records of the current rash of sightings on this website, Phantom and Monsters, says that he had n- never heard of so many reports from one place in such a short period of time. In comparison, the Mothman who haunted the skies above Point Pleasant, West Virginia, in the late 60s was a retiring homebody. So yeah, this is like way more sightings than the Point Pleasant ones. That probably means a ton of people are going to die. <coughs> I hope Yeah, not. if you guys didn't hear our episode on the Mothman, you should go back and take Especially a... Especially if you're from Chicago, fucking check that shit out. So based on the reports coming in from Chicago, Strickler thinks that there have been three separate humanoids flying around. The earlier sightings were of a tall, feathered being with wings and glowing red eyes. The second wave were possibly Lechusians, Mexican witches... Lechins? Lechuzas? Yeah, Lechuzas? Yeah, yeah. that sounds right. Lechuzas, Mexican witches that transform into owls or eagles. Oh, of course. But the most recent sightings have most closely resembled large black bats between six and eight feet tall with a wingspan about of about 12 feet. That so like sounds classic exactly Mothman. Like Mothman. Well, yeah. the red yeah. eyes earlier was very Mothman, too. That's... That's so not Yeah, good. exactly. Apparently there's also a lot of Mexican witches in Chicago. I well, guess. I mean I remember on um, one of the one of the first uh, episodes of Mysteriousnesses that we did on Something Planet, I remember showing videos of these uh, these humanoid figures in Mexico City flying yeah, around. Oh right. yeah, I remember that. So that's I think what they're talking about there. Strickler himself, uh, Strickler himself has seen a f- uh, flying humanoid six times and Bigfoot once. His first encounter with a flying humanoid was back in 1988 at, at a Boy Scout camp along Congawago Creek near his home in southeastern Pennsylvania. Some of the scouts reported hearing an eerie noise that sounded like a crying baby. It Ugh. scared them, so Strickler and a band of investigators went in the woods to check it out. In the middle of the second night in the woods, they found the source of the sound. I feel weird when someone says, I saw a flying humanoid so many times, I saw a Bigfoot, I've also seen like two fairies. Like when they start making start a list, I start, start to listing. doubt it more. Yeah. Because it's unfair to me that not only have you seen one of these things... If you, you saw one of those things, you would just lose your mind. Yeah. You probably have seen them, but your your brain automatically erased it. Because you just couldn't it. handle yeah, it, you know? Like uh, fucking Doctor Who with the... Uh, what are those things that like you see them, oh, the, but then you forget? The, the silence? The silence, oh, okay. yeah. So he said, we all had flashlights. It shot out of the creek like a rocket. One thing all of us noticed was the bright red eyes it was six foot tall with wings behind its back it just shot up and started flying away we heard the screaming sounds it was pretty dramatic but it wasn't a harbinger thing i believe it was something that lives around the creek uh one of the more comforting things about talking to strickler about paranormal phenomenon is his matter of factness in recounting (laughs) what happened and more importantly his reluctance to ascribe any particular meaning to these phenomenon Yes, the Mothman appearances preceded a bridge collapse that killed 46 people, but Strickler says that doesn't prove anything. I don't know. It definitely can make you suspect. Yeah. Well, I mean, didn't didn't people also say that the Mothman was kind of giving them visions and shit? Yeah. Yeah, some people reported like weird dreams and stuff, but I mean, if you go to Chicago, how how do you measure that? It's such a densely populated city, like... 
there's gonna be a ton of people that are having weird bad That's dreams. That's true. Like you yeah. know, like what's the norm for a big city of like uh, like people saying that they have weird dreams? Like yeah, no one up. measures that shit. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just I think it's weird that this guy, the way he's phrasing that, makes it sound like he definitely believes the Mothman is real. Just not that he caused that bridge to close. Well, this, you know, uh, Lon from Phantom and Monsters is always kind of like that. He always talks about, like, UFOs and abductions, but then he turns around and says, like, yeah, but they're not evil. You know, like, we don't know if they're Oh, okay, you know. so he's just he's just trying to suck some Mothman dicks. Yeah, he's, he's, he's just one of those guys where he yeah. doesn't, like, he, he observes phenomenon, but he never attributes any sort of, like, meaning to it. That's just kind of his thing. Yeah. Which is a lot of pe- paranormal sounds investigators. Sounds like burying just, your head in the sand. Yeah, they just don't That's theorize on like this stuff. Me. Yeah, it just sounds like they're trying to not sound crazy, but you're fucking crazy, dude. It's like seeing a stop sign and going, eh, I mean, it's nothing. I it believe there's a sign anything. there, but that doesn't make, make mean that's what makes the car stop. Yeah, that doesn't make the car stop. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like, well, no, technically it doesn't make the car stop, but like it makes the person in the car stop the car. Like it's via mind control. Via. <laughs> I mean, that is low level mind control. Yeah, I suppose it's the, it's the new world order. Yeah, it's color, <laughs> colors and symbols, colors and symbols, <laughs> colors and symbols making you do things. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I don't know. If you're in Chicago uh, and you've seen the Mothman, uh, write us. Write us at uh, Mysteriousness. Disregard the... uh, uh, PC at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook. Yeah, disregard the hexagonal runes that make you want to stay in Chicago and leave. Yeah, for reals. Those are stop signs, Lauren. Yeah, I understand you. I understand. Moving on to some UFO and aliens stuff. Aliens. Uh, McDill... Chuckling as UFO website reports flying triangles at base. Yeah, they made a dildo cannon. Yeah, that's. I mean, so these are these are some photos that uh, have appeared on uh, several UFO websites, and they apparently show what appears to be a craft above McDill Air Force Base, which is another local thing to us. Yeah. So weird shit's going on here. Uh. So yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think of these photos? Let's see. Let's take a look at the next ones. They look like you know what that looks like. It looks like someone took a fucking lightsaber handle and like threw it in the air. It kind of looks like someone finished smoking a cigarette and then flipped it in the air. <laughs> Mike, are you responsible for these fucking? Yeah, I don't know. Pictures? No, like, Mike wouldn't. Mike would smoke way well, more. Well, in the article, the, uh, <laughs> yeah. apparently in the article, the guy's saying that they're triangle-shaped UFOs, but you can't tell that from these photos. Yeah, Maybe looks, he saw something that indicated that they're triangle. triangle. That's these cigar look cigar, shaped. Yeah. Well, I mean, if he took the pictures, we should be seeing what he saw. True that. This so guy's apparently, not this good is with shapes. Yeah, he this is uh, as recent as uh, September fourth, and then on September sixth, Sala posted again, claiming that on September fifth and sixth, more flying triangle-shaped craft were photographed in the vicinity of McDill. He posted yet again about cylindrical UFOs flying near the base. So I go, those are the cylindrical ones. Okay. Ah, okay. So I don't know. He's saying that these things are hanging around because this is an important military base. This is where like the special forces command are so and there's a lot of people that says that there's like secret parts to mcdill you know that's where the that's the same base that they control all the drones operating overseas from i didn't oh, know that did not know that yeah so so do you think that uh mcdill is the actual area 51 
I don't think there's any one Area 51. I think we know about Area 51 now well, yeah, because so they, they moved want all the... us to be like focused on that one yeah, spot. Yeah. Well, they 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 we know about that one, and they just moved all the cool alien shit out of that one. Well, when you think about it logically, like why would you put your all your eggs in one basket when it comes to the supernatural? Like that seems kind of dumb, right? So it would also make sense. also if you're that high level in the government, you have that kind of security clearance, you could probably pull some strings and get like your project shipped to beautiful town. Tampa Bay, Florida, instead of Lightning being in the middle of Area 51 that's in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, I'd much rather study alien technology here than, than in the desert. Deep in, in the Nevada, Nevada desert. Ugh. Yeah. Isn't McDill supposed to be the control center for HARP also? Mm. That's why we have all so. of our hurricanes, all the hurricanes come through, but they don't mess with us. It's called HARP. HARP. I've heard that theory before. That's the uh, earthquake I've never machine. heard that theory before. But I feel no. That yeah, that's a huge theory it. that Harp control is just a project to control the weather. Yeah, ah. yeah. Don't they know that's the chef's job? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, here's another thing about UFOs. Uh, the U.S. Navy is running top a uh, top secret program to detect alien spacecraft under the ocean. UFO expert UFO expert claims. Yeah. Uh, leading astronomer and UFO ufologist Mark. D'Antonio says that while uh, he witnessed a USO unidentified submerged uh, submerged object while aboard a Navy submarine in the North Atlantic. Okay. So Mark here is an astronomer and uh, chef video <laughs> analysis <laughs> for UFO organization MUFON. He said he witnessed what he believes must have been an alien craft traveling at impossible speeds while he was on board a U.S. Navy submarine in the North Atlantic Ocean. Why was he on a sub? He was in the Navy. Oh, this isn't recent. No, this is... Well, how did he observe it? Because submarines don't have windows. Yeah, they well, they have radar and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So he just saw a dot. Yeah. Mark. Uh, so Mark then heard a naval, naval officer ordering a sonar operator to log the unidentified object, which was traveling at several hundred knots as part of the fast mover program. Currently, most submarine and torpedoes can go only up to 40 knots due to the resistance of the water. So this is going several hundred knots underneath the surface of the ocean, which is, yeah, it seems like it should be impossible. 40 knots. That's fucking nuts. Well, I am very much Team USO because if an object can fly through the vacuum of space then you realize that it's sealed enough that it could handle being submerged underwater. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily. who's going to see them under there? Yeah, and it's not the best place to hide. Not necessarily, because it might not be able to handle the out the incoming pressure That is true. of the ocean uh, water. There, there's a lot more possible. pressure underneath the water than there is in space. But I feel... Actually, like, our spacecraft, like, the walls in our spacecraft, like, you could, like, punch through it with, like, a knife. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you, like they're not very tough. But if you think about what it would take for an alien civilization to get to Earth from wherever the fuck they're coming from, which probably is oh, no, our solar system, they can probably handle extra pressure. Yeah. They're handling harder things, right? Also, Especially the, if they have shields. the only place that I've ever seen a fucking UFO that I know it was a UFO was when I was working on the cruise ship. I know that shit. Because it, it was probably came on, out of the water, and I think that's what happened because it was flying. I've seen one come out of the water at before. Angles, like it looked like it was going upstairs, as opposed to like flying and like curving arcs and shit. It was the mm-hmm. weirdest thing I've ever seen, um, and I it just makes the most sense. If we have had 
aliens come to this planet, they they go underwater. That's the perfect place for them. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I, I think that's sound logic that, that they could the have underwater bases. The ocean is the forest of the Earth. Yep, hard yeah. to find shit. It's hard in the to ocean. find shit in the ocean. It is. Yeah. How so, long did it take us to find Titanic? So this is uh, this is his recount of uh, what happened exactly. He said, I was sitting there zoning out a little because I was seasick, and all of a sudden the sonar kid shouts, fast mover, fast mover, and I'm jolted awake thinking, what's happening? Is it a torpedo? The executive of- officer comes out, and the operator shows him the path, the path of the object, and the officer says, how fast is that going? And the kid said several hundred knots. Oh, he wasn't in the Navy, by the way. They actually just invited him as a guest on the submarine because he has a special effects company. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. So, uh, so it was a ruse. So uh, the executive officer, he goes to another sonar machine and confirmed it wasn't machine anomaly. It was real. I thought, wow, this is incredible. When the sonar guy said, what do I do with this? The officer said, log it and dog it. In other words, log it and bury it. Four years later, Mark said he was doing some more contract work for the Navy when he spoke to a senior Navy, naval figure about what he saw. I asked him, can you tell me about the Fast Mover program? He looked at me and said, sorry, Mark, I can't talk about that program. So he basically confirmed to me that the program exists. He said everything without seeing anything. Uh, what that told me was that the USOs are common. We even have a program in place to classify and log and determine the speed of them, and it goes into a vault. So that is pretty interesting. That kind of just confirms that this happens often enough that there is a protocol for it. Yeah. That protocol is write it down, throw it in the vault. Don't tell anybody. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the problem with that is is that with, with UFOs, anyone can look up in the fucking sky and happen to catch something like that. But with USOs, they're the only fucking people that's ever really going to see that. So it's it Yeah, and, and like, like Jared said, less... you don't actually see yeah. anything. So it feels like it's less, but it could be the frequency of that could be equal, if not Well, how more. many submarines are out there at any given time? It's not like planes in the sky. Exactly. So, I mean, that might be a, a easy way for these craft to travel without being seen. Even though they probably have some sort of cloaking technology, it's like, well, you wouldn't need to waste your time with it if you're just underneath the ocean. Yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, aliens could conquer Earth by following dangerous maps NASA foolishly sent into space. So thanks, NASA. Again. Yeah, way to go, Mr. You NASA. You gave away our hiding spot. No, I think this is actually a pretty good thing, or a pretty good idea. So basically, uh, Frank Drake, Drake an, an American astronomer and famed alien hunter, worked with NASA to design maps which were placed inside Pioneer 10 and 11, as well as Voyager 1 and 2 probes. All four of these space, spaceships have now left the solar system and are speeding through deep space. The plaque placed aboard the Pioneer craft shows a man and a woman alongside a basic map which plots the position of Earth compared to the distant pulsar stars, which are bright and long-lasting, so could still direct aliens in our way if they're around, or if they are found millions of years from now. So basically, the fear here is that the 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 galaxy is so vast that like a hostile alien species maybe doesn't have a very great chance of ever finding us on their own. But now the chance has increased because we've put maps on these spacecraft, which are just you know they're you know they're going to keep going probably forever. Yeah, pretty that's much. true. Yeah. But the but there's also the thought of okay, it's one tiny spacecraft in the vastness of space. Well, it's several. 
We're all right, fine. It's so four. It, for one, it's four, but that still but increases the chances yeah. of us being found. Well, that's the whole yeah, and the whole reason they did that. Actually, I heard a uh, I read a funny joke about that. Uh, the, maybe the reason that aliens haven't tried to contact us is that we keep s- trying to call them, and then we sent them a picture of us naked with directions to our house. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. I mean, it's yeah. They, they might like, just they just might see that and be like, oh, these guys are creepy. Well, Ugh. they also put uh, they also put golden records, which can uh, be played to reveal natural sounds and even images from Earth. So they like made these like grooved records like you do with vinyl, except they're gold. Who was one of them? So they uh, last the Marshall in space. Mathers LP. Yeah, well, no, one of them is uh, Adam Sandler's uh, second album. Oh yeah, uh, with Steve Polychronopoulos. Yeah, with Steve Polychronopoulos on it. So that's that. If they if they don't come after after they hear that, I don't know they, what's going to get them. They just yeah. don't get jokes. So, yeah. <laughs> naked picture mapped a house and mixtape. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, perfect. So the and guy who actually those... sent these things is now saying, like, yeah, that might have been a kind of a dangerous yeah. thing to do. And then we got the, the the SETI thing, so we're constantly sending out phone calls to them. Like, like hey, 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 you, hey, you up? up? Hey. Yeah. <laughs> you up? You get my text? Get that so, yeah, pick. I mean, who knows who could find these things, you know? Like, maybe, maybe the aliens that are here now aren't that bad, but maybe there's, like, another race of aliens that would just kill us all for fun. Well, hopefully the aliens that are here now will protect well, us. I mean, I think I think either probably way not. it's going to work out. Yeah, probably. Or they'll just fizzle out into oblivion. Le- the and last nothing will ever happen. If aliens that. come to kill us, at least we'll die knowing there are aliens. That that's a good point. And that yeah. has us leaving knowing more than when we came. That's a comforting thought. It's a comforting thought. Oh, okay, so we got to get serious now, though, guys, because uh, there is a new biblical prophecy that claims the world will end on September twenty third. Two days from now. Ooh, so it's is... possible that nobody's going to hear this episode. It, yeah, if you are listening to this now, it didn't We're happen. Yeah. You're fine. You're totally good. These Christian numerologists cannot count. Unless you're listening to it in heaven. Yeah, yeah if, you're, if you got if you're raptured. If you're listening to this in heaven, then uh, congratulations, Christ is Lord. <laughs> a Christian numerologist claims that the world will end next Saturday when a planet will supposedly collide with the Earth. What planet? I don't Nibiru. know. Nibiru, it's always Planet Nibiru. X, Naboo. Uh, according to Christian numerologist David Mead, verse, uh, verses in Luke twenty one twenty five to twenty six are the sign that recent events such as the recent solar eclipse and Hurricane Harvey are signs of the apocalypse. Oh yeah, I've heard, I've heard this theory. The verses before. read: uh, Here's twenty five. They will there will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and the perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. Here's 26. Men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Okay. So September 23rd is the date that was pinpointed using codes from the Bible, as well as the date marker in the pyramids of Giza in Egypt. Uh, okay. So obviously that can't be wrong. I'm totally cool yeah. with those air quotes, though. <laughs> yeah. Codes. Codes. Date marker. A date marker. Yeah. Uh, Mead's views are not endorsed by Roman Catholic, Protestant, or Eastern Orthodox branches of Christianity. So anybody... Mead has built his theory on the so-called Planet X, which is also known as Nibiru, which he believes will pass Earth on September 23rd, causing volcanic eruptions, tsunamis, and earthquakes, according to the British newspaper The Sun. Newspaper, in air quotes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, NASA has repeatedly said Planet X is a hoax. 
For a certain branch of evangelical Christianity, Revelation 12, 1 and 2 describes the beginning of what is known as the rapture and the second coming of Christ. The passage reads, And a great sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and on her head a crown of twelve stars. She was pregnant and was crying out in birth pains and the agony of giving birth. In the passage, the woman is Virgo. On September 23rd, both the sun and the moon will be in Virgo, as will the planet Jupiter. However, this occurrence happens naturally once every 12 years. There is also a rare alignment known as the Lion of the Tribe of Judah, which the conspiracy theorists are hanging their hats on. According to the Express, author Jonathan Safferty wrote that the same planetary coincidence previously happens four times in the last millennium. So... And we didn't fucking die then. We didn't or die then. Or did we? <laughs> yeah, see, you can't prove that we didn't die then. Oh, shit. <laughs> no, I'm fucked. No, so, I mean, this could, this could be real. I mean, if, if this guy got the code from the Giza pyramid and uh, he's applying it correctly, these verses do match up pretty well. No, well, then we better send him money. But Yeah, we better send him all of our money. But check this out, right? Okay. There's a planet that's going to collide with Earth. If it was coming two days, yeah, from don't now, you think we'd see it by we'd now? We'd fucking see it. It would be bigger than the fucking moon. At it would, this yeah, point. it would have to be bigger than the moon, right? Yeah, it would be all you could fucking see. Well, no, because it's not gonna hit us. It's just gonna go by, and then uh, it's gonna cause the tides to yeah, but oh, we can, like an interplanetary but we can game s- of pause. But we can see, see a com- we can see a comet coming halfway on the other side of the solar system, nah, and it's, it's, it's not be- nearly as big as a planet or a moon. It's behind. Uh, behind something. But Nibiru is invisible. What? Yeah, what's it behind then? Uh, the moon. <laughs> we would be able to see that. For, well, it's, right now it's behind Mars, and then it'll be behind the moon. Oh, well, so it's creeping. Well, yeah, what's going to happen... <laughs> it's no, creeping, it's uh, sneaking. What's going to happen is Nibiru's going to clip the edge of the Earth and flip it upside down since Earth is a, a disc. Oh, like a pog. Yeah, yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> like a pog. Cause, cause the I'm Earth not doing flat Earth theory with you guys again. God, I can't do it. I can't take <laughs> Alright, so hopefully you guys are listening to this, and this didn't happen. Uh, Godspeed, everyone. Yeah, send us money if this uh, didn't happen. If it didn't I'm, happen, we called it. Send us money. Yeah. I'm going to be so pissed if this is the one that actually happens because this is one of the few ones where I'm not freaking out. <laughs> yeah, I'm not freaking out. I feel like everything's going good right now, and you're going to mess it up. Yeah, like, thanks a lot, normally Nibiru. Normally, you tell me like into the world theory, and I'm like right well, on the edge. Well, maybe of my we seat. should just get ready to jump onto Nibiru as it passes by. Ah. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, if you jump right when it yeah. clips the edge, yeah, the flipping motion of the Earth will just catapult you on. To Nibiru. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So if they're wrong about the date, you guys should send us money uh, so that you can get an official Mysteriousness's grappling hook to hook onto Nibiru. <laughs> hook on Nibiru and hold on. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick Fuck break and then we're going to come back and talk about some werewolves. Ooh.
Welcome back. We've got a lot of really great werewolf stuff. To We're share also with going you. a little stir crazy. We're going a little stir crazy. It is a late night record, and uh, I'm time to get. It's time to get. I a think you spooky. mean record. Mm, I think you could say it either way. Recording. Recording. Late, late night record. Record. Recording. It is a late night record. Yeah. So werewolves. Uh, there's different types of werewolves in legend and in sightings. They're, you know, you got like the typical uh, dogman sighting, where it kind of looks like a humanoid wolf figure. Ugly werewolves. Yeah, and then in there's water. also uh, the the type of werewolf uh, that uh, has been theorized that a man could just shift into an actual wolf. That's Taylor Lautner. Would the uh, so would the the Mexican dogman count as a werewolf then? Uh, no, because he's a human being, Jared, okay, but, and there's nothing wrong with him. Well, yeah. werewolves are human beings. <laughs> Not anymore. He doesn't have lycanthropy. He's just hairy. Le- Wait, yeah. what did you say? Lycanthropy? <laughs> that's not how you say it. I'm that. pretty sure that's how you say it. No. Lycanthropy. No, it's lycanthropo. No, it's lycanthropy. No, lycanthropo. Like, lycanthropo. Lycanthropy. Yeah, lycanthropy. <laughs> lycanthropy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and then there's, uh... And then there's the uh, like the like the Nordic like berserker, like basically they just got into such a rage that they thought they were wolves. So like Nordic, like the people or the track, like both. Okay. <laughs> Don't you know that's wh- why you get so fit on a Nordic track? Is you just turn into oh, you a turn werewolf. into a werewolf. Oh, that's okay. what yeah you simulate what it's like. That, to be what a do werewolf. you think all those shirts that say beast mode mean? Yep. Mm. Yeah. They're all werewolves. It's all coming together. On all levels except physical. Yeah. Now, nah, if you snort enough yep, cocaine, yep. you totally turn into a werewolf. So it's a, that's a drug-induced werewolf. Yeah. On all levels except physical, I am a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> so on all levels except physical, that guy's a wolf. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of really cool stories about werewolves. And let's see. Let's go to this list. You can find this on Viral Nova. We'll link to it in the show notes. In 1521... Oh, that's I'll just Chromecast that so that doesn't play. Yep, Chromecast it to the what's the name of the Chromecast device? It's called Mike is a homo. No, you're fu- read it for real. <laughs> I can't. It already disappeared. God damn it! I already it already disappeared. Well, I believe him now. Yeah, of course I'm right. In 1521, in Apology, France, a man was walking alone when he was attacked by a wolf. But he was able to wound the creature considerably. Stumbling further down the road, he noticed a man nursing a wound similar to the one he had just inflicted on the Son beast. Son of a bitch. The man turned out to be Michael Verdon, who after being questioned by authorities, admitted to having made a deal with the devil for the ability to become a wolf. He even named two other werewolves, Filbert Montot and Pierre Burgot, as his accomplices in the murders and cannibalism that were plaguing the region. No honor against mul- uh, amongst wolves, I guess. I think that's kind of messed up. He just dimed out the other werewolves. Yeah, no, the yeah. way this story was written, it sounds like they didn't even question him that hard. They're like, did you do this? And he's like, I'm a werewolf. Yeah, I'm a yeah. werewolf. No, like, I made a deal with the devil. If I'm a I, werewolf. If I ever get arrested and someone asks me why I did something fucked up, that will be the first thing out of my it's mouth. That you made a deal with the devil? Yeah, because why not at that point? Yeah, I made a deal with the devil. And uh, it made me a werewolf, and these two guys I hate are also werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> these, these, they're guys, all werewolves. These two guys that banked my wife are also werewolves. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go ahead with this one, Mike. Uh, number two. Jo- <coughs> Excuse me, cigarettes. Giles. 
Giles Garnier was Giles. for a long time a lonely hermit living in a cottage outside of Dole, France in the 16th century. <clears throat> but when he got married, the stresses of providing for his family made him desperate. Garnier, like many newly married bachelors, realized the disgusting way he was living before wasn't going to fly for his lady, and he had to figure out a way to get more food. So he asked his ghost buddy to give him a potion that allowed him to turn into a wolf Wait, as he wished. Ghost buddy? Hold on. Around this time, children began disappearing. It didn't take long for the townspeople to point fingers at the former hermit. During his trial, he pled guilty to crimes of lycanthropy, which apparently was a thing back then, and he was burned at the stake. I just want to point out that Mike did not just go off the rails and start making up his own words. He does say ghost buddy. He, he was reading that buddy. verbatim. Without fucking... Without no pause. explanation. No explanation. Just like, you know, as you do, he asked his ghost buddy. I like the picture. It's him... Like, savaging a child's skeleton. It was pretty brutal. Well, I mean, you wouldn't ask a ghost unless he was your buddy. That's true. Buddy. You can't trust go- stranger ghosts. Yeah. Stran- stranger danger ghosts. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I'll read this one, too. I want to okay. say the guy's name. Okay. In 1589, Pete Stuba admitted Stub. to being a stereo killer. Is it Stub? Yeah, like no, StubHub. Actually, no, it's no, Germany. No, it's from Germany. It's Stuba. 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 Admitted to being a serial killer, murdering 14 children and two pregnant women in the town of Bedburg, Germany. Are they counting the children inside the pregnant women in the 14, or is it actually 16 children? No, the women I think weren't it's actually counted. 16. Okay, only only the male good. children. 14 with an asterisk. Okay, cool. Uh, after, <laughs> after being tortured while strapped to a wagon wheel, he confessed to something else. Oh! As the flesh was being torn from his body, Stuba suddenly remembered one other little thing, that the devil had given him a magic belt that allowed him to turn into a wolf when he wore it. This must have slipped his mind before the torturing. The townspeople removed his head and placed it on a freshly killed wolf's body. That's what they thought of people who engaged in lycanthropy. That'll make it better. I guess he wasn't wearing the belt that day. Guess not. Yeah, Yeah, if you had that belt, definitely don't get captured. Maybe he was like, hey, someone give me my belt. It makes me a wolf so I can escape. They're They're like, like, quick, get him, get him. (laughs) Hey, he's trying to escape. Or they just tortured tortured all the information out of him, and they're like, I bet I can get him to admit he's a wolf. Watch this, (laughs) Hans. I'll get him to admit he's a werewolf. (laughs) (laughs) No, but check it out. All right, say they actually believed he was a werewolf. Putting his dead fucking head on top of a wolf body doesn't seem like a great thing. Well, no, to it's try okay out. because yeah, if you o- believe in werewolves, then I wouldn't, I wouldn't mess with it. Like I that. Well, no, it's okay that. because it was from a magic belt. He wasn't a werewolf. Yeah, by as himself. long as they didn't, you know, put that belt on his head, he's uh, he's not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jared. Thanks. That's how it works. <laughs> Science facts with Jared Walker. <laughs> magic. Facts. Lauren, you want to do this one? Sure. Four. In, 19, in 1598, a local tailor from Chalon, France, was charged with so many horrible atrocities that the court insisted all the documents from the trial be destroyed. Among the, tra- uh, the charges, the tailor was accused of luring children into his home only to slit their throats and eat them. When his charms didn't work, he would turn into a wolf and hunt them down in the night. 
The charges weren't without evidence. Barrels of bones and blood were found in deep cellars beneath his home. What were the charms that he used? Hey. hey. I like this picture, too. It's like, no, it's like the Hansel and Gretel thing. Like, hey, I have candy canes. No, <laughs> My house is made of candy. In the picture attached to this one, well, no, it this looks is like... French, so we have to do it It looks French like accent. it's just a uh, werewolf I can't with do like, bad two accent. like finger yeah. guns. Like, hey. <laughs> Lady. Oh, la, la, little howdy, boy. Howdy, howdy, this little dick boy. is a Hello, wolf, little too. boy. Bonjour, little boy. Bonjour. My house is made of the candy. Le petit boy. All right, Jared, you're up. Jared okay. can't read. I don't know how to read. Better. When the town of uh, Gascony, France, was terrorized by vicious attacks and disappearances inflicted upon their children in 1603, one teenager admitted it was he who did these things while in wolf form. Would dun, you dun, say dun. he's a teen wolf? Didn't. Uh, no. He could play basketball like a motherfucker, though. <laughs> yeah, this though. motherfucker could dunk. Yeah. <laughs> he invented basketball. Jean Greenier, a local 14-year-old, claimed it was he who was feasting upon the flesh of the town's children. He claimed a strange man gave him a magical pelt of wolf hide. There's a lot of, like, magic fashion. Pelt. Belt. Very similar. Very similar. But it's, it's also fashionable. It's like a cloak. Yeah. But of wolf. A magical pelt of wolf hide that could transform him. Every night, he and a pack of nine wolf humanoids, so there's nine other dudes. Teen wolves. Yeah, teen wolves. There's nine sequels to that movie. Whole basketball team. Uh, Would terrorize the surrounding towns. Oh, wow, they were were fucking with everybody. (laughs) Wait, there's nine of them? They they were a basketball team. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure a basketball team is five. Uh, no, they were. Uh, but they have to have some bench warmers too. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> the yeah. subs. Yeah, that's some replacements in case yeah. they got fouled. Uh, he boastfully admitted to having eaten three or four children. Given his age, instead of being sentenced to death, he was locked up in a local uh, friary for religious healing. I wonder so how he that was, worked out. He, he was touched by those priests. Until yeah. they, well, being molested certainly stops yeah, you from it, being a werewolf. Prayed the wolf away. So nobody knows how this got out of hand, but in 1640, the town of Greifswald, Germany, was overrun by a whole pack of werewolves. That fucking sucks. After many foolish attempts to battle the wolves with regular bullets, a group of students decided on a whim to melt down all the silver in the town and use it to create uh, shiner bullets. Nobody else had a better idea, so they rolled with it and apparently stumbled upon the alleged werewolves' one weakness. Shiner. So they were just like melt down all the silver and shoot them, and then and then it happened to work. Well, they yeah. probably just ran out of regular bullets. So like, well, now we got to use the silver. No, they, they wanted shinier bullets. Schneer, Schneer bullets, shinier bullets. Yeah. In uh, in 1685, the town of Ansbach, Germany, ass crack. Thanks, Jared. Was being terrorized by a werewolf. When the town found out the creature's true identity, they understandably felt betrayed. The preacher was the, cre- the creature turned out to be the mayor of Anjbach oh. himself, who everyone thought had died a few weeks before. After the wolf was killed, he was dressed in the mayor's clothing and hung by his neck. They just wanted to be sure, I guess. <laughs> That's fair. So they hung his dead body. All right, here's the last one, Mike. All right. When a man named Thice was Thesis. tried for lycanthropy in Jurgenburg. Livonia? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Where's Livonia? That must not be a country Livonia. anymore. Livonia. Yeah, I don't think that place exists in, anymore. Livonia. In 1692, he pled guilty, but then proceeded to give the court one of the most bizarre testimonies in history. 
While he admitted to being a werewolf, Theis also claimed that werewolves aren't inherently bad. In fact, he said that his kind had been in an eternal war with the witches to save the country and possibly the world. Wait, uh, that's this the m- most surprising shit ever. This it wasn't werewolf, werewolf and or, a lawyer. It wasn't vampires. It's fucking witches. Yeah. Apparently, the reason the crops sometimes wouldn't grow in Jurgenberg was because the witches had taken the grain down to hell. Okay, yeah. Huge battles. Well, that checks out. Huge battles occurred during the Christian holidays of St. Lucia. Pentecost and St. John, which also happened to coincide with seasonal changes over the grain between the two forces. Theis claimed the werewolves weren't evil. In fact, they were hounds of God. The court eventually sentenced him to ten lashings for sounding like a crazy person. Uh, This fucking first otherkin motherfucker. (laughs) It's crazy to think that a singular idea has existed so long in the collected consciousness of the human race is it proof that werewolves actually exist? Probably not, but I have to admit it's something to think about every time I see a full moon in a dark night. Yeah, I mean, that is... What do you guys think about that? Uh, that werewolves are hounds of God? No, that just... The, uh, you know what? That's the, like how strange it is that. that like all of these cultures all over the world have had some sort of legend like this, and like sightings even continue today in the United States. Hmm. And uh, Mexico. No, anything's fucking possible. It's hard to find shit in the woods. What? <laughs> what? Uh, woods. So, for American werewolves, what magic item of clothing do you think that we have here? A gun holster. Because obviously, the French uh, cowboy hat—they had belts. Yes. No. And, uh, the Germans had pelts. It's definitely cargo pants. It's cargo pants. Yeah. You think cargo pants is magic cargo no, it's pants? Homemade sandals. I don't know. I'm I'm inclined to agree with John. It's a magic Stetson. That's pretty into, cool, honestly. Yeah, Magic Stetson turns you into cowboy a werewolf. werewolf or yeah. a sheriff's badge. A cursed uh, the we- sheriff's the werewolf badge. on uh, Penny Dreadful was a cowboy. Yeah, that's awesome. So let's look into some of these uh, more modern werewolf accounts. That picture honestly looks like an angry sloth. Uh, I started screaming. Arkansas man details creepy childhood encounter with werewolf. Ooh. Would you like to order a Damascus steel spinning top? Yes. I thought they didn't know how to make Damascus steel anymore. It's fake Damascus steel. Damascus styled steel. Okay. It just has the cool waves in it. Yeah. I don't think I need a forever spin top because I'm not a 12 year old. You don't know that. Plus, I also have a fidget spinner, so I don't need that. Oh, that's true. Uh, With the success of the hugely successful show Finding Bigfoot and the popularity of marketing campaigns like Jack Link's Messing with Sasquatch, it seems that a new story about encounters with the big hairy guy pop up every day. It seems like these days just about everywhere has seen him, and if you're suffering from Bigfoot burnout like the rest of us, you relish encounters of the other scarier beasts such as we do. So here's an account from an eyewitness. This is a childhood account with a werewolf. So he says, I am 44 years old now. This is uh, from this was originally posted in 2013. I'm 44 now. I've had two incidents in my life where I'm absolutely confident that I saw a large, hairy, wolf or wolf-like creature. Once was in the 1970s, and I was rather young, maybe seven or eight at the most. The creature was looking at me in my bed on a night that was quite stormy before I saw it. I remember how big and broad it was and how it stood on two legs as a human would. It's just like memories of his abusive father. Yeah, he just replaced oh, it with a that's werewolf. Fucking dark. Yeah, that's pretty dark. <laughs> he just bummed everybody out, Mike. <laughs> Sorry. It was a dark night, but I could see this thing easily as the departed storm was still close enough to flash lightning that lit up everything outside. The thing had a wolf face and yellowish eyes, but not bright yellow, not fluorescent either, more of a subdued yellow. 
It had pointy ears that seemed to keep moving through the whole experience, like he was twitching them all the time for some reason. It never snarled, growled, howled, etc., but it just looked at me. I was in bed trying to settle down and go back to sleep after the storm, which rattled me as a kid. For some reason, I felt like I had to look outside. I turned over and sat up. I was not 20 feet from this thing and separated only by the wrought iron door with its glass. I became terrified to the point I started yelling like mad. My grandmother and little sister were asleep in the bed, even closer to the door, but at that angle they could not sit up and see what I saw. I was literally scared out of my wits. I started screaming and quickly my grandmother woke up, turned on a lamp, and then came over to me quickly, and of course she asked what was wrong. I was staring at the thing and I could only point toward it. I could not speak a word. When I pointed, it started stepping back away from the door as my grandmother looked to see what scared me. She never said she saw it, but I am confident she did. Her voice changed, and she woke up immediately. My sister woke up about this time, and I stayed in bed. She was younger than me and began crying because I was. she was scared because I was. This guy does not know how to write very well. I saw the thing turn and move away, not at a fast pace. It just stepped away and faded into the dark. Must the, be one of Grandma's old so, lovers. So the man goes on to talk about the really big paw prints he later found in the mud. His grandmother's own encounter with the beast, and a day that his grandmother finally told him that she had indeed seen the creature of himself. Oh, nice. So, that, oh, so, so do we get any more of that? Like, nope. Yeah, there's another oh, link okay. over here. we got to go over to uh, Phantom and Monsters, which this is the guy. Or no, this is Cryptomundo. Cryptomundo. Okay. Cryptomundo. Uh, so let's see. Fade into the dark. This has so many. It's got so many fucking pop ads. Pop ads that it, it's it's barely discernible. Let's see. So, after it faded in the dark, all this commotion woke my grandfather, who was flipping on the lights as he came into the back room to see what was going on. My grandmother saw him enter the room as he turned on the main light. At this instant, she told him to get his gun and go outside because something was out there and it had scared me badly. He did, as she said, because her voice was in a panic and he knew something was not right. He went into his room and got a gun. You could hear him going into his closet. He then went outside, turning on all manner of lights as he went, inside and outdoors. He was outside about ten minutes and we could see him easily. He came in, talked low and right in my grandmother's ear. I did not hear what was said that night and I was still scared. I was still a scared wreck the rest of the night. He slept in the back room. Uh, with the rest of us, rifle still at his side as he lay on a different bed by himself. He left many lights on in the house and all of them on outside. I did. I could never get him to tell me what he saw or found, but before my grandmother died in 2003, she told me when he went outside that night, he found muddy footprints on the concrete shaped like paw prints, but really big. I find that pretty interesting. This guy so, doesn't yeah. believe in punctuation, by the way. <clears throat> yeah. My grandmother made me wait until I was in my 20s when she told me, and I remember what a chill it gave me, even being a lot older. She also told me she saw it for a few seconds when I pointed out the door, and she asked me what was wrong. She said it scared her so bad she did not ever talk about it again with her husband or anyone else. The year would have to have been 1977 to 79, most likely. I know they did not have a dog at the time, so it wasn't pet uh, pet dog tracks, and the paw prints were far too large to be a dog. Whatever it was, it never came back. My grandparents lived in that house from 1960 to 94 when my 
grandfather had a massive heart attack and died in the bathroom. My grandmother died in 2001. We never talked about that night again. Just the one time in my 20s when she could not sleep one night and I was in the kitchen. So, so the second event. Mike, you want to handle the second event? Because that was a mouthful. <clears throat> yeah. The second <coughs> event was around 1988 or 1989, early one December morning. <clears throat> Before sunrise, uh, going deer hunting with two other guys. We were all in a pickup truck riding to a deer hunting location about an hour away. It was around 3.30 in the morning and dark out at that hour. We were going down a state highway that runs along I-40 here in East Arkansas, probably going 45 or so and about to come to an area that, Jesus Christ, turns to the driver was about to, I don't know if it's the font or what, but like all the- This website is really ugly. Yeah. Uh, The driver was about to start slowing down to make a big turn. We were talking amongst ourselves, no radio on, when a big animal that looked like a werewolf darted out of a field right in front of the truck. It was very close, and I thought we were going to hit it, but I clearly saw lots of teeth. The thing looked at us in the truck when it was crossing in front of the moving truck. It looked mad as hell. It was on two feet, striding like a man, but way too fast to the the incorrect use of two. Its fur was light gray and kind of a cream color, maybe even a buff white, but dirty looking too. We all saw the thing for three or four seconds, and everyone yelled out a few cuss words to basically mean what was that in real strong language. So, what, what the, the fuck, fuck was that? <laughs> yeah. The driver slammed on the brakes, and all three of us jumped out to see or shoot the thing. We were loaded up with rifles since we were going deer hunting. We saw where it went in a field. God damn. For a few feet, we could see, see it anymore. You could hear it kind of huffing or puffing as it went further and further away. We heard it for maybe five seconds after jumping out of the truck, and then it was quiet. I was wanting to fire a few shots and see if I hit anything or scared it into making noise, but one of the guys reminded me quickly that the interstate was close and a rifle bullet would reach a car out there easily. The truck was still running, and the doors were wide open. We were all okay with the firepower, but we quickly got back in the truck, shut the doors, and took off quickly. We never saw it again, but we talked all day about what it was. No one thought to check for her footprints. God damn, that wasn't. Yeah, dude, well, these eyewitness accounts can be a little spotty, but you gotta you gotta get through the whole thing, you know. Yeah. And actually, that kind of bodes well for uh, for his story because I don't think he's smart enough to make this up. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> yeah. got that feeling. <laughs> I, I get that feeling too. Speaking of not smart enough, okay, I want to preface this with the fact that I'm I'm not high. I am tired. But I did okay. have a really okay. stupid thought that I can't keep myself from what not saying. What if he saying. was a werewolf all along? No, not that bad. But His check this out. Grandpa was a werewolf what all if, along. What if, no, I, really, I feel bad because this is going to be recorded forever. You'll be able to play this. But what if werewolves are Bigfoot with rabies? Yeah, that's the, wor- that's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's the worst idea It's the worst ever. theory, yeah. But what, like... It could be like. Well, what if werewolves are well, Bigfoot with lycanthropy? Well, what, yeah. What if, if what if werewolves are just Bigfoot who's a werewolf? Also, that. Yeah, that could be. I mean, they I could, could catch not it too. say it. It's been like. What if Bigfoot was a werewolf? <laughs> <laughs> what if babies are Bigfoot? With now we werewolves? need to make a meme that says, "What if Bigfoot is a werewolf?" <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. What if Bigfoot has rabies? That's, that's, you don't want to. You don't want to mess with Bigfoot after I that. I need to say one stupid thing every episode at this point. I couldn't keep that one to myself. All right. So this is another witness account. Hi, Michael. My name is. Uh, this is from. This is from Cryptozoology News. Uh, I live in a little town by the name of Alman, located in Wisconsin. I don't have any degrees or PhD. I'm just a retired simple man that likes going out in the woods and doing some plant stuff. Getting drunk and beating the I'm shit out of my wife. I'm just a retired wife. simpleton. I know a little bit about botany, and I enjoy its study. That's all. I like to consider myself a man of science, though, and I tend to look for explanations for every little thing. But what happened to me a few days ago on one of my short trips that I can't explain? I wonder if you could shed some light on this subject. My family doesn't believe me. Please excuse my writing and grammar, as I am not the best at it. That day I went out earlier than usual in the morning. It was 5 a.m. when I grabbed my backpack, consisting of one sandwich, botanical books, and a notebook and pencil. I like carrying my shotgun as well, because I'm an American. Even though it gets pretty uncomfortable after a while, but I do bring it with me every time I go out in the woods. My day was pretty productive, and I drew a few plants on my notebook, but it was after 8 a.m., and I realized I forgot to bring water with me. That's a huge mistake. I know of a little source of water, a spring nearby, that carries clean, drinkable water. I decided to go there. Once I reached the spring, I was relieved to see that the clean water flowing through it. Bluebell tastes just like the good old day. This is all I think of. (laughs) Because he said he was simple? Yeah. I left my backpack on the ground and bent over to drink some of it off my hands. I was very thirsty and drank as much as I could. As I stepped back from the water and reached for my backpack, I heard a strange sound that reminded me of a howl. Only it sounded like a creature in pain and not like a wolf trying to communicate. I didn't pay much attention to it, since you can hear uh, about anything in the woods if you concentrate hard enough, so I decided to head back home. On my way back, I began to think, what if that howl was actually a person asking for help? What if I ignored the cries of a human being crying to be heard? That's what made me go back to the spring. I started blaming myself for not having thought about this earlier and thinking about how that person could be dead by now. If I could be a hunter or an old person. Uh, When I got to the spring, I stayed still nearby trying to hear the sound again. I screamed out asking if anybody was there. I went around the spring in circles looking for this person, air quotes, hoping to find someone laying on the floor. I was kind of relieved, maybe. After all, it was just an animal howling or some tree branch making a funky crackling noise. I called again just in case. Nothing, not a sound, only the water flowing down the rocks. I became so hungry, so I sat down next to the water to eat the sandwich. Again, kind of relieved that it had all been a false alarm. But it hadn't been a false alarm. I dropped half my sandwich in the water. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. I hate it when I drop a sandwich. Yeah. The howl happened again, only this time it was more of a human cry. No doubt about it was a male human crying out loud. This guy talks about people like they're he like talks a creature. About them very oddly. Like they're a creature that he's not. <laughs> oh, maybe he's the werewolf. Maybe he's the werewolf all along. Ooh. Maybe yeah, he's a Bigfoot. Male, a male human. Bigfoot. Like a guy. It sounded like one of your human cries of pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's really weird, right? I'm not an alien. <laughs> So he heard a very low cry. It made the hairs on the back of my neck stand uh, up on end. I started running towards the sound. Hold on, I'm coming. Are you okay? All I could see was the branches of bushes and trees hitting me on the side of the face and scratching my arms. Then I saw it. It was there, sitting down in the middle of an opening, a human figure. He then started moving fast, movement that I had never seen in a human, only, almost like spasms, only faster, shakier. I realized it was not a he, but an it. 
It stood on its hind legs, and I could see the outside of its body was hairless, like a human, whereas the inside was hairy, like an animal. What? Huh? I don't understand, like... In- inside? Inside? So, like, like his chest and his back had hair, and, and like his, his arms crotch? didn't? Was he fucking it? I guess. So it was hairy like an animal. It was silver hair and white. Its chest was full of it. No sexual organs anywhere. That's weird that he has to mention that. No sexual organs anywhere. <laughs> that was the first I, thing was I looked first for. Thing I when looked I for. see a werefoot, werewolf, yeah. Like a a werefoot? A, were, a werefoot. <laughs> a werefoot. It's real. <laughs> the head started to take shape. It had two distinctive wolf-like ears and a long snout. Long canines showing on the sides up and down like a hog. The eyes were brown or black, very dark. It then growled, and I have to admit, I was freaked out by then. I reached for my shotgun, not to shoot it, but to scare the thing away with a shot in the air, when I realized I had left it back at the water spring. Uh I was defenseless and standing next to a creature I had never seen before. I thought if I started running, it would chase me down. So I stood still, quiet, trying not to stare into its eyes so it wouldn't find me challenging. It's not a dog's often too. Yeah, well, you can't look in a lot of things' eyes. You can't look at a lion. Size. You can't look at a gorilla's eyes. A guy drinking Diet Coke. Can't look at Don't Bigfoot's ever eyes. Look in my eyes. Uh, it's dangerous. So, so he he said that's when it approached me, close enough to smell it. It put its snout on my head and sniffed my eyes and nose. Aww. Its eyes connected with mine, and I wasn't able to gaze away this time. I could feel its pain. That creature was in pain, but also you could feel its anger. I couldn't stand it anymore, and I started screaming. And then left running on four le- it then left running on four legs. I urinated my pants, literally. I was surprised it, it had not tail and it had no tail. It says not tail. And the rear looked like a human butt, to be a honest. Sexy human butt. <laughs> it was, really and hot. His butt was was A okay. <laughs> still still no genitals. A number one. I stood there for a few minutes making sure it had left for good. Then I went back to my backpack and shotgun and headed home. It was the weirdest day of my life. Do you have any idea what this creature was? Thank you so much for your time, Richard L. Uh, no. Here, I'll read this. We don't have to go into this okay. part. It's, uh, just the, it's just the person running the website saying, yeah, it's probably a werewolf. Yeah, it's probably a werewolf. Uh, I, I was mean, really hoping that he and the werewolf were going to kiss there for a second. <laughs> it's like, like yeah. and he had a sexy, just, sexy butt And then it yeah. looked into my eyes, and I could feel its pain. And, and then we kissed. stuck its tongue yeah. in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's when I knew I was in love. I could feel its pain, but Gen- also its desire. <laughs> its desire genital, to play basketball. Genital, genitals or not, I was turned on. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing it may not have had a working set of genitals. Spot. But mine worked perfectly. I couldn't pleasure it, yeah, but it could pleasure me. <laughs> so creepy werewolf stories. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. We have one more segment before we get out of here, and that is our You Believe in What? 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 Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Spooky, scary. Boys becoming really? Men becoming wolves. Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. Spooky, <laughs> hairy. On all levels except physical, Check I'm out. a wolf. <laughs> I don't do it justice. Yeah, you don't. I don't. It's good. I've got a little bit of a cold, so it's even worse. Check it out. I love that song. Where is my moon? Oh, here's my moon story. Spooky scary. Okay, here's our, uh, our You Believe in What segment. Uh, the what? moon is actually an alien observatory. I believe it. Ah. Ah. I see the floor plan. I believe it. Yeah, there's a picture of the floor That's plan. A yeah. well How could they get that picture? Floor, floor plan. It's hard to deny once you see it. Mm-hmm. 
The moon is still considered as a mystery for researchers, regardless of the plenty of information that so many expeditions have revealed before. The first man ever invested by NASA to head the commission of lunar exploration, Dr. Jastrow, associates the moon with the Rosetta Stone of planets. And is now dead. Yeah, maybe. I made that part up. I don't know. Everybody's opinion that the moon is a natural satellite, however... UFO, uh, UFOlogists believe that it was built by a more advanced civilization as a study base where they could document the behavior of our species. That's no moon. <laughs> Others believe that the aliens are not interested in our society, so the moon is simply a signal if humankind ever wishes to uh, leave the Earth and travel through space. Well, what? So some people think that it's just like, like the, the aliens left it for us. If we ever figure it out, we're going to take that and we can like leave. Well, yeah, well, that's, it's like a Rubik's Cube. we got to be smart enough to figure out how to open it, and then uh, we'll be smart enough to fly it. Man, how fucking stoked were they when they found out that we did Star Wars? Like, they're figuring it out! Yeah. Oh, I love this quote. Go ahead. Robin Brett, a NASA researcher, once said, it seems easier to explain the non-existence of the moon than its existence. No. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Go outside at night. Here That's are some enough. strange facts that make us believe the moon was actually built from scratch. In 1969, the United States built a uh, module, and the aim of it was to study the after-effects of crashing it into the moon. The power of it's uh, estimated to be 1,000 kilos of TNT. The waves that have been caused by the crash were observed by the experts, and the result was the sound of a huge bell that the moon made, which, which is uh, echo lasted for more than half an hour. It has been stated that the moon also vibrated or wobbled in a systematic, systemetric manner, almost as, as though it had a gigantic hydraulic damper Wait, struts inside of it. Wait, so we nuked the moon at one point? Well, I mean, you got to nuke something. I mean, also you'll notice no, that there's like 1, no... 1,000 kilos of TNT. There are no sources listed here, so these are facts, air quotes, that they're writing about. We can't verify these. I mean, maybe we could if we tried. <laughs> I guess we tried. I'm not going to go out of my way to try. I, this seems like bullshit to me. Keep going. <laughs> Keep going. Russian scientists uh, Mikhail Vasin and Alexander Shushinberakova published an article in the Soviet journal Sputnik by the title, Is the Moon the Creation of Alien Intelligence? They claimed that the moon was a planetoid that was hollowed out eons ago by intelligent beings. Bullshit last name. I know that's not real. Uh, the, I mean, that seems like a Russian <laughs> name. <laughs> no, there are more There are more consonants in that last name than there are vowels. Well, that's r very Russian of you yeah. to say. Well, they don't have real names. <laughs> The samples from the surface of the moon, which is the only part that could be studied, showed that it contained minerals and forged metal material that couldn't have been formed by itself. Scientists that have found highly processed uranium and radioactive metals normally used to produce plutonium claim that this cannot be achieved through the natural process. This denies their beliefs that the moon is inactive. It is a well-known fact that the moon doesn't have a hard nucleus as other planets or natural satellites do, and the mass is concentrated in very low deep points. Also, it is different from our planet and any other satellite by being older than four and a half billion years, which makes it older than our planet by almost a million years. I don't think that's true. I don't, I don't think that's think true at all. Fucking true. I don't know. We could you could Calling fact check that. that. Yeah, how old is the moon? <laughs> that's a, that should be a simple Google search. It's circling around the planet in the form of a perfect round orbit, and no matter which point you look from, one side of the moon will always be invisible. Yeah. The 
That's true. It's the dark side of the moon because the, the moon doesn't have well, that's like a saying rotation. That, it just that, sticks around us. That no matter what direction I look at Jared from, one side of him will always be invisible. That is true. Like or Jared Morgan. has no backside. <laughs> All right, Jared so is actually perfectly 2D. The moon is 4.47 billion years old. Okay. Okay. How old's the how old's the Earth? About the same? The Earth is 4.5 billion years old. Wait. So yeah. So it is it, it's one of the first satellites in the solar system, which is yeah. weird. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and say this article is 100% correct. Okay. We we nuked the moon. It made a noise. It wobbled. What more do you people want? That's yeah. where the song The Wobble comes it from. Made it made a sound like a bell? Yeah. Wobble, yeah baby, when, wobble, I would baby. like to know why Why haven't I heard of us nuking the moon before? I don't know. Well, we didn't nuke it. It was just TNT. Yeah. Okay, well, still. TNT. That's what that song's all about. Dynamite. Yep. Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for the show, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, remember to check us out on Facebook or email us uh, your experiences, theories, or suggestions to or beliefs or beliefs. Mysteriousnesses PC at gmail.com. Check out our site, mysteriousnesses.com, and check out our other podcast, somethingplanet.com. And uh, yeah, be friends with us on Facebook. We, want, we, yeah. we need to get on there and talk to people. Like, more. comment, and, and subscribe. Respect werewolves. They're, they're protecting us from witches. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're, they're, they're saving the world from witches. And uh, we're going to have some cool, spoopy Halloween stuff coming up soon. Woo! If you have suggestions for shows you'd like us to do, leave a comment on Facebook. We will read it. I just and, said that. And we may ignore it. Just yeah, we may ignore it. We may not do it. Don't your say idea that. is stupid. Oh no, all your ideas are good. We just keep no, doing this us, podcast. It's not ending. Why tell is it us, not ending? Tell us. We just keep going. Alright, guys, just remember it's that mystery. on all Ooh. levels except physical, Bigfoot is a werewolf. I am the ah. mo- on all levels except physical, I am the moon. Good night, yeah. guys. Good night. Good night.